Trucking isn't a job, it's a lifestyle, and it takes determination and grit to make it out here. The road is long and the stories are crazy. Take a look inside the world of trucking with real stories from real people. This is Trucking Tales. Buckle in and listen up. It's a wild ride. So one day, I'm cruising along down a freshly paved highway when I come to a sign that says pavement ends in 1,500 feet. Say what now? I look ahead and the road turns from a fresh black asphalt road to a gravel road. I look down at my trucking GPS and it's telling me to continue on. The road looks large enough and I only have about five miles till I get to the interstate. Now mind you, I've been in the country and I had been sent down some crazy roads that day and I was just looking for the interstate for hours. I just wanted to get on it so bad. So I decided to take this long curvy road through trees and farmland. The first three miles I didn't have much of an issue. I eased through every curve, kind of enjoying the view. But that's when the gravel road turned into a dirt road. Okay, I got this. Just two more miles until I come to a mud pit, right in the middle of the road. Well, nope, I'm gonna get stuck in that. I was still new, but learning to be more cautious. So I popped my brakes. What the hell do I do now? There was no one around and nowhere to make a U-turn. Shit. Then I remembered some advice I had been given from an OG trucker at a pilot one day when I was doing my laundry. He said, if you can drive into a situation, you can back your way out. All I had to do was back up a little over four miles in the woods and farmland down a squiggly road. No problem. I gripped the steering wheel as hard as I could and I started backing up. There was nobody around to help. My eye was twitching and my left leg shook the whole time. I kept going past farms hoping somebody would come to my rescue. But the only living things I encountered were some cows. I swear they were laughing at me as I crept back 200 feet or so just to have to pull back up to readjust time after time. It took me about 45 minutes, but I did it. I cannot express the relief I felt when I finally felt my tandem tires roll back onto the road. I was so proud of myself, but there was no one there to see, except for those taunting cows. Where there's a will, there's a way. Determination is a necessity in the trucking industry, but if you can make it here, then there are a world of possibilities ahead of you. Here's a driver who asked to be called Trucker Bay, explaining how he made it out the hood and changed his whole life. No easy feat, mind you. Hey, it's Bonnie with Trucker Tales. How are you? I'm good. How's it going? Good. So you want me to call you Truck Bay, right? Why's that? Truck Bay. Um, I don't know if you heard of um, that guy, Salt Bay, you know, he's, like, super good with steaks, and he's, like, the king of, like, cooking steaks, and he got his little signature where you throw the salt on it and whatnot. I just kind of feel that same way about myself and trucking, and how I came up in it, and, you know, I put that extra little spice to it, <laughs> Not sure, I guess you could say. Nice. So how did you get started with trucking? Wow. Well, I guess I could say that from childhood, I guess I've been, I was born to drive, um, always 
had a thing for cars and driving since I was old enough to drive. And I don't know, teenage years, I probably done some things like stealing cars and stuff like that that kind of, in a way, is where I got my skill, but um, also messed my license up for a long time. I didn't even get my actual driver license to the age of 27. And um, from there, at the time, I think I was doing construction and, and it just for the labor and whatnot, it just wasn't enough money for me. So, and I always looked into transportation. I always thought if I got my license, I'm going to look into transportation. But, um, so yeah, I finally got my license at 27 and I met this, this, um, I framed houses. So basically the stage after the cement truck guys come in and later cement down. And I knew this guy who was, um, he was a cement truck driver and I used to see him while working and, uh, Talked to him one day, and he was telling me about how starting off in cement truck, and he was making twenty some dollars an hour or more, which was wow. almost double what I was making at the time building houses. So I was like, man. He started talking about it, and I swear that same that same day that I talked to dude, I went straight home and and like got to studying everything I could about class A or class B CDL, and um. <clears throat> I'm sorry. With my record, I, I knew, well, after researching and, and calling and trying to figure out how to get in and how to get my foot in the door, or get loans, grants, or get into school, whatever I had to do, which was what I was being told from people just asking around. People were saying, yeah, you got to go to school to be a trucker and so on and so forth. And I mean, after so much research, I've seen that, like, you can literally go into the DMV the same way you go get your regular driver license and study and so on and so forth and get your CDL that way. And that's uh, how you did it? Yes, I, I literally kind of just started studying everything I could. I studied the whole CDL Class A manual and um Eventually, like within a week from talking to dude, I went into the DMV and just went ahead and winged it, took the test, failed miserably the first time. I mean, all each it was three first tests and I failed every one. But then, um, yeah, same way you can come in for your regular license, you can come in the next day and take it again until you pass it. So next day, I literally just broke the test down in parts and, and you know I, I went with the hardest one first. And I, I sat at the DMV early in the morning and read the whole section on um, the, the the general, I think it was, general. General knowledge? Yeah, general knowledge. And as soon as I finished reading it, I went in and took the general knowledge part of the test, passed it, came back out, asked for a couple, you know, for some time, went back, sat down, and read the whole section of breaking test. And then I went in, took and passed that. By this time, I'm geek like there's no way I'm gonna get my CDL like <laughs> this. And went in, took the last test, and and just like that, they handed me a permit, and I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> where to go from there? So, where did uh, you go from there? Who taught you how to drive? I, I started looking into like jobs that had something to do with trucking, and that's when I got to to that part of this trucking life where. You're you're fresh out. Nobody wants you. I mean, I only got a permit, no real experience in trucking, so I kind of just 
um, I started doing like box truck jobs that were, you know, offering the train needs get, you know, the training and, and so on and so forth. Cause the hardest part about getting that CDL was going to be finding a truck to take the test in. Mm-hmm. You know, you need a class A truck to take a test in and, you know, um, yeah, it was, it was really no, nowhere for that. And so my first time actually, I found the guy in where I live in Minnesota or whatnot that um, that rents trucks out. They also give you an hour of hands-on and an hour of, like, uh, you know, the pre-trip. Went in, did that, and I'm still new. So I, I jumped into, like, automatic. I was going to go with the automatic. I knew I could drive as far as, like, going forward, but – to make the hardest part would be backing up, but uh, I literally took the test and I passed the first time what? on the the hands-on part of it. I only passed the hands-on with just the hour of training. I passed the hands-on part. I thought I did horrible in the back enough to be honest, but I did enough to pass, but I didn't pass the pre-trip. Wow. And if I got the pre-trip, I don't know how I didn't pass it. So like for about a year and it cost a lot to, to rent the truck. It was like seven hundred to rent it the first time and four hundred and eighty dollars or something like that for a retest. So like and and I'm I'm broke. Barely had anything and I'm just trying to do whatever I can to get my CDLs because I know once I got it, I mean it was gonna be an investment well worth it. So um yeah, I I didn't get the CDL that first time actually and it was only I mean, I never got around to passing the test and I failed enough times to where had to do some other, some extra stuff. And um, by then, it's about a year later, I finally, I met with this guy who was driving box trucks, paying real good money out of, just just running for Amazon. I started working with dude, and within a week of working for him, he mentioned that he wanted to move up to bigger trucks. And I was, I was, that was just like, I mean, I told him literally like, man, if you're really for real, I'll go get my CDL permit because it's expired now. I told him I'll go get my CDL, you know, go get a permit right now if you can, you know, provide the truck and and to train me and help me, you know, get the actual CDLs. That guy, you know, that was four years ago or so that I talked to this boss and he said, yeah, and he literally started paying and, and doing everything he could to help me get my CDL. So I went back, tried it all over again. And this time I did it in manual. Um, I practiced with his truck for a while and went back up there and I passed it, got my CDL. And I mean, within the same day, this boss, he's, you know, he's kind of ghetto a little bit, but he literally <laughs> threw me right off to the wolves. Just off of my word, he just gave me some keys to a truck and had me, Work, I mean, I left this, the DMV and went straight to a Menards gig. Oh, my gosh. Trailers for them. Is, is not I bet what. you had all types of hiccups because, I mean, I went through school and I had so many mistakes my first year. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I, I, I've gotten stuck a couple times. I, I mean, trying to turn in somewhere I couldn't. I, it, I was horrible. I think I was grinding and all kinds of stuff. Like, it was it – was, it was a long road on that trip, but I mean, that guy was paying me fifty cent a mile, and and without you know, with one day of experience, so like, yeah, I, I kind of came up on the plug with that, like, because nowadays it's like, I mean, you can do school, and and you're either I feel you're gonna get 
I mean, basically slaved out just to try to get your experience. And I, I kind of, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, I came up a little rough in this and, and it wasn't, it was a long process, but I mean, I definitely came up making, a, I think, decent money for somebody starting off. So I how would you say, like, your life is different now because of trucking? Like, how's it improved your quality of life? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I could definitely say that um, it's a lifestyle that I, I can't see myself doing anything else since trucking. I mean, yeah, uh, everything about it, for the most part, just makes sense. I mean, there are hiccups. There's going to be people telling you you can't know and so on and so forth. It, it's definitely tough just keeping your license straight. But um, I've, I've held on to my license this whole time. And, like, uh, I've been on up and down in different jobs. I never really sat anywhere more than a year because I'm always trying to chase and, and, and growing. But um, currently, I'm, I'm looking at – I just started my business, actually. I, I'm looking at starting my own company, and I want to try to basically do my own thing and get away from working for anybody. So. Yeah. It's definitely are you on the CDL for Life on Facebook? They're um, selling, like, starter kits with everything you need to start your authority and get yourself up and running. Oh, wow. I definitely need because, I, I mean, I got just yeah. the LP and the name. And at that point, I'm just basically just kind of just teaching, just, man, just going, winging it, basically. I'm, I have no idea, nothing about business. I didn't really... I don't go got any experience with that, but I'm I'm just learning as I go and I'm piecing things together because I mean I know I could drop the field or whatnot, but um yeah that definitely would help actually. So what's like the craziest circumstance you ever found yourself in out here on the road? Any like crazy stories? Oh I've I've been through I've seen all kinds of stuff. I mean, my last trip actually just. The um, before summer hit, it was still winter time. I was I had a trip going to Las yeah Las Vegas from North Dakota and going through Utah or something like that. I went into a truck stop and it was super snowy and so on and so forth. I went through a truck stop or a rest stop and um, took like an hour nap, pulled out of there, and I was still kind of sleepy and I, I made a wrong turn and this turn took me down the most snowed up road wasn't probably for trucks I made it maybe halfway down and I had maybe a mile before I got to a regular street but mm. I got stuck lost momentum and it was like an area where um yeah there there's like known to be wild animals wolves and moose and stuff I'm not really used to being from the city and mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I couldn't even get out the truck to do anything. I was scared as shit. I mean, I've, I've, man, I actually brought my girl up into this and, and got helped her get her CDLs, and now we team drive for the most part. And her first day, <laughs> she took her 30-minute break, and some guy pulling out in the flatbed knocked her whole bumper off in the truck we were leasing it. So she's even seen some shit. I mean, shit, she's knocked a gas pump down in Texas once while I was training her unofficially. But <laughs> lost that job instantly. But, I mean, I'm still here, you know. 
and ways to get around it. And even with the with the record, like I know a lot of people will probably have concerns about that. One of the great things I've seen out here are so many young black men getting in these trucks. And you know, I've heard people say that this this has saved their life. That you know, they used to sell drugs and they couldn't see themselves doing anything else but trucking because the money's so good and it's comparable. But so a lot of people do have records. So how did you get around that? Have you had any like hardships trying to find work with a record? For the most part, I, I feel like I chose this field specifically because I didn't see a lot of places that really cared much about my record. And, and I have a felony for a robbery. So, I mean, it's, this is it's the kind of felony that, you know, probably higher up on the don't hire list, but like as far mm. as those has never really been a issue. My felony, my <laughs> driver record probably mattered more in that. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't got like D dubs or anything like that, but I had like from before I had my license suspensions and speeding tickets and all kinds of crazy young kids stuff that just follow me. And even now, like, you know, I've gotten a couple speeding tickets in that in the trucking game is, is, is like almost as bad as a D-dub or anything like that or accident and so on and so forth. But, man, you, you like, as far as criminal record, I I mean, unless you kill somebody or something, I, don't, I think even those guys could find a place that, that'll give them a chance at the end of the day. So, wow. I mean, I definitely think it's a, a good field to, for somebody who may be from the streets and so on and so forth. Like, sure. to, like really be able to support your family, the freedom of it. The, I mean, you're literally, most jobs, you're going to be just driving. And I prefer to be able to, like, sometimes get out and be able to, like, you know, move some stuff or maybe unload or whatnot just to stay fit or whatnot. But, I mean, yeah, if you're <laughs> – the money makes sense. And, and for what you're trading, as far as, I mean, just your health and everything, I mean – I was killing myself building houses, and I mean, I wasn't making nowhere near this. And I was, like, I probably would never have seen as many places in in the world as I've seen without this job. Yeah. I was probably just a Minnesota kid who maybe made it to a couple bordering states, but now within a month, I've, I've seen the whole world just from yeah going over the road. So. And I also do have kids. I got baby moms, and I got a big family. So, I mean, and I didn't let, you know, that stop me. I make sure I'm in all my children's life and all of that. So, I mean, it's, it's ways around everything. <clears throat> and there's a will, there's a way, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. I really appreciate it. No problem, no problem. You have a I'm, good day. You too. Bye-bye. Here's another Reddit story. This one's from a guy that calls himself Looking Left. He says, Memphis is a sketchy town after dark, so it's one of those cities I always try to avoid sleeping in when possible. It's getting pretty late and I'm just about 70 miles miles outside of Memphis, so I figure it's time to shut it down for the night. I pulled into a gravel lot, and this becomes important. It was across the road from a truck stop, and I had been there before. I've been here several times and have never had any problems before. As I'm backing into a spot in the back row, I see a girl walking towards my truck. Pretty young thing, petite with brunette hair if I remember correctly. She was dressed pretty much the way I expected. 
short spaghetti strap tank top with a thin white blouse over that and a sort of thigh-length printed wrap like you would find at the beach for a skirt. As I set the brakes and shut down the motor, she approached my driver's door. I knew what I expected her to ask, and I knew my answer. I looked down at her and she said, Excuse me, do you have a band-aid? That wasn't what I had expected. I must have had a strange look on my face because she pulled the blouse off right over her shoulder to reveal some cuts and scrapes. I turned on my work lights and got out of the truck. Using a cloth and some bottled water, I cleaned up her shoulder and arm. Then from my first aid kit, I took out some salve and bandages and patched her up. I told her I had some iodine if she wanted to get the cuts really clean, and she asked if it would hurt. Um, yes. Nope, she said. Just the salve and bandages, please. We maintained a pleasant conversation about the injuries while I worked. Apparently, she had been thrown off the side of a truck that night. Some truckers just have no manners. When I thought I was done, she pulled the wrap down a few inches where there were more scrapes on the top of her hip bones, so I rinsed and repeated the process. While doing this, I noticed that she had pulled the wrap below her navel, and I recognized I saw what I saw immediately. I asked her, how many kids do you have? Her, very angry, said, how did you know? Who told you? I needed to calm her down. The last thing I needed was for an angry hooker accusing me of anything. Who knew a herniated navel was so incriminating? I said, my wife has the same belly button. She proceeded to tell me about her son, how old he was, and why she was in the profession. I told her I didn't think there was anything wrong with her job, but she might want to find a new job for her son's sake. It just wasn't safe for her. When all was said and done, she just turned around and walked away. I don't remember if she even said thank you or anything like that. I do remember being a little bit disappointed. I thought a discount was in order, even though I would have said no. I guess she was done for the night, though. So I put everything away and climbed back into my truck. I proceeded to waste time doing something completely unremarkable, like Nintendo DS or read a book or something. I don't remember. After an hour or so had passed, lo and behold, who do I see climbing onto the truck beside me? Yep, Miss Beach Skirt. It was right then that I realized something, and I've remembered it for the rest of my life. I am so freaking ugly, I can't even get hit on by a hooker. That's it for now, guys and gals. Check me out at facebook.com slash truckertalespodcast or email me at truckertalespodcast at gmail.com. I want to hear your crazy adventures. Until next time, stay safe out there, drivers. Keep it in the paint and keep it shiny side up.